If you have returned to work or life as usual, please stay safe, healthy, and aware of your surroundings. To those who are still at home, take this time to continue learning and growing. I love you, I support you, and I'm praying that you're okay. Welcome to the Boss Babe Life Hacks Podcast. I'm Farah Lawless. I'm a speaker, writer, and serial entrepreneur. My passion is seeing women succeed in all areas of their life. And that's what I'm here to do with you today. On this podcast, I share stories of my own success, as well as interview women from all over the world who are making their mark in business. These women are CEOs, founders, mompreneurs, and globetrotters who are sharing their secrets with you. Take note as we dive in to some essential life hacks that will help you on your way to the top. You go, girl. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah Lawless. I'm interviewing someone today who is amazing in every way. (laughs) They are very personable. They are an expert in business. And best of all, you might have known her if you're a part of the Women in PR group, just like me, as someone who is very eloquent in her speaking and her presentations are just fabulous. I would love to introduce you at this time to Miss Connie Chi. Hi, Connie. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you, you know, sharing this opportunity with me and chatting with everybody. I'm excited. Of course. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Connie is an American entrepreneur. Um, she's a publicist and an expert in media communications. She's the founder of the Chi Group, an award-winning public relations and brand management agency that works with inspirational talents and personalities. She speaks globally about public relations, brand management, entrepreneurship, and is known for her TEDx talk titled Lonely AF, which is lonely about failure. She has written two books titled Branding Without a Brand, teaching how to take your brand from zero to hero, and Overachieving AF, which is Overachieving Failure and the Lessons It Teaches. Um, She has a very robust background, which also includes being certified in neuro-linguistic programming, um, in diamond grading, media relations, and event planning. She has over 18 years of combined corporate experience in marketing, branding, public public relations, brand intelligence, talent management, and so much more. So as you can see, uh, this is going to be a very exciting conversation to have with Connie today. Um, So Connie, I just want to start out by you giving us a brief introduction. We've heard all of this amazing um, information about you and and what you do and and all of that, but tell us where you come from. How did you find your way into the public relations and media communication space? I kind of fell in there. So um, my backstory is I spent a lot of time in corporate and my corporate job was basically working for diamond mining companies. And essentially, what does that mean? My job was basically to travel the United States with about 6.5 million worth of diamonds in my handbag. And I would be selling it to companies like Cartier, Van Cleef. And this was way before 9-11. And I did that for 16 years, you know, sometimes I was traveling and most of the time, actually, there was no, you know, you don't have a weapon, you don't have security. So you have to travel real like covert. So a lot of times you felt like James Bond a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I did that. And then um, I had this moment 
where I realized that if anything happened to me on the job, these companies would profit off of mm. my death, right? Essentially. Wow. And what I didn't know when I signed on for this exciting role was that um, they take out life insurances on you. And not just wow. one, they take out two. So mm. in case anything happens, you know, they, they still get their money, right? And mm. it was that moment that I said to myself, wait a second, if someone's going to profit off my death, might as well take a chance on myself, right? Wow. And that's when I started to delve into entrepreneurship. And from there, I actually have, and I'm very proud to say this, three failed companies. Um, <laughs> most people won't admit it, but I am proudly there admitting it. Uh, my first one, I thought I wanted to be a life coach because it was trending. My second mm. one, I wanted to be a luxury concierge. Um, no idea what they did. So that company just got shut down really quickly, right? And right, right. the third one, I was like, well, you know what? I went to school for marketing. I'm going to do marketing. But I kind of didn't really think it through. And I was like, I'm going to be a marketing agency for yoga studios, which is a problem because yoga studios don't have the budget to pay a third party to do their marketing. Mm. Wow. And I kind of was like, well, let's just broaden that out to just all brands. And then all of a sudden people started to ask me, well, would your agency do PR? And I kind of fought it for a long time. Like I was telling Angie in uh, Women in PR, I was like, no, I'm not doing it, not doing it. We're not going there. And eventually I was like, wait a second, let me just get out of my own way and, and drop this ego wow. and just start exploring PR. And that's how I ended up in PR. That's my long story. <laughs> <laughs> wow and, a, and an interesting one at that um because I think there's most of the people that I talk to that are in this space you know because I'm in the space as well they talk about how you know it's something that they were always passionate about or you yes. know they, they went to school for it so right this is a this is very interesting to find out that that's how you got into it and you're and you're so good at what you do thank you um, so, so much I think that's awesome thank you so I think we all love a good TED talk yeah. And I, I don't know if I've ever personally met anyone who has done a TEDx talk before. So I want to I want to talk about that a little bit. What was that experience like? Um, how did you decide what you were going to talk about? Yeah. And, and what was the response from the, the crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, TEDx talk, it's, it's like the most coveted. It's like the gold medal, mm -hmm. right? Of like speaking world. <laughs> and I will be very honest and tell you guys that I waited five years to land a TEDx wow. talk. And I knew wow. I wanted to do this. You know, I thought about it. I talked about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, I was very fortunate to have come across somebody who she had did four TEDx talks and wow. she just couldn't show up to this particular one and recommended me. And wow. I was so grateful for the opportunity. Again, I, I like I cried. Of course I cried, right? But I won't admit yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, <laughs> I totally cried because this was like a five-year wait. And wow. I got it. What are you going to talk about? And I'm like, well, I'm in this entrepreneurship space. And the number one challenge that I've seen and I deal with and I hear about all the time with my fellow entrepreneurs, especially my female you know, entrepreneurs that I'm connected with is this lonely, loneliness factor, right? Mm. How it's so lonely. And, you know, mm -hmm. as a woman, 
I think it's it's important to have these conversations, right? Because the loneliness mm-hmm. spectrum can span from being lonely because you're the only person you know in your circle of friends that's an mm-hmm. entrepreneur to loneliness of you don't have a significant other, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind yeah. of spans across all that. And I was like, you know what? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about loneliness as an entrepreneur. And, you know, it was a friend of mine that helped me craft out the concept. And I was like, wait a second, lonely AF. <laughs> I mean, it says it all, right? It yeah. Says it all. You're <laughs> right, right. You're lonely AF. It's the truth. Right. And that's that was how the talk came about. And in the talk, I talk about, you know, a little bit of my journey about entrepreneurship, obviously. Um, I also take dating as an entrepreneur. I break it down into a mathematical equation. (laughs) And basically, you know, when you kind of take a look at that from that perspective, I think the number I came out with was like $144,000 loss if you're spending your time going on dates and versus chasing your dream. Wow, And that was based on like, if let's say you were a consultant and you charge $200 an hour, you know, you do all the numbers, it comes down to a loss of 144K and there's no guarantee, right? You don't guarantee love life. And you can't write off 144K on your tax, (laughs) right? Right. Like, what are you supposed to say to the IRS? I'm trying to recruit my dating losses. (laughs) (laughs) That goes over well. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hard out there. <laughs> I mean, I know that that's something that many people struggle with. So number one, kudos to you, you know, for such a, um, I guess the word I'm looking for is like prevalent topic. Thank you. I'm choosing to talk about something that everyone deals with and, and that sometimes it's hard to deal with or a hard conversation to have in a corporate setting. Sure. Because, yeah. you know, you know, you want to keep your private life separate from your work life. And, but if you're an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur, you know, it all kind of mixes up in there together in one way or another. So being able to, you know, take that step and, and have this conversation that that's super important. So thank you for that. Sure. Um, I want to discuss a little bit further, though, the idea of being a successful businesswoman and having a dating life um, for <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, I didn't, I've, I've always been in business and my parents have always been business owners and I've kind of always just kind of gone with the flow of, you know, working with them and stuff, but I'm taking a step out now more recently than ever of really asserting myself as an entrepreneur. You know, I've had my little side hustles and stuff like that, but now I'm in the place where I'm like, yes, I want to run my business and I want to do it success successfully. Um, so prior to this moment that I'm in, um, I was single, but I was single and I wasn't an entrepreneur. Now I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm married. So it's kind of a different game for me. Yes. Um, so I, I want to talk about that because a, a lot of our listeners are single women who are business owners and, and are mm. doing super well. Mm-hmm. What is that experience like? You know, how do you decide who to go on a date with? Is it um, taboo for you to make more money than the guy that you're dating? Or mm. do you stay in a certain element of guys that are making a certain amount? Like, Talk to us a little bit about, if you don't mind, no. um, your experience and kind of your thoughts on that. Let's do it. I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a female entrepreneur, what I've noticed is is this. We are constantly 
looking for ways to level ourselves up. And our significant other or our partner has to Mm -hmm. be a support for that. And they have to Mm -hmm. be willing to level up with us in their own way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is important because if you're growing and your partner isn't growing, it starts to create resentment. But if he's growing or she's growing on your own separately, and then you guys come Mm -hmm. together into the relationship and it grows together, I think that's Mm -hmm. a very healthy way of, of doing, you know, building your empire, building with the person you love. And it's hard because female entrepreneurs, we're all about solution based. I'm going to figure it out. You know, we spend so much time fending for ourselves and fighting for ourselves that men will be intimidated. And I come across Mm -hmm. this often too. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, maybe I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. You know, like you have your moments, you know, you have your moments, you do. And you start to question, you know, am I making the right sacrifices? Mm. Because becoming an entrepreneur, you give up on a lot. Your free time is is not about let me go on seven dates a week, right? Your free time is Mm -hmm. now, how do I generate revenue? How do I find investors? How do I get new clients? And unless if your partner is super confident in themselves and in what they're doing, it's going to be tough to, for them mm-hmm. to kind of keep up with you. Right. Um, so that kind of rolls into what you were asking. Is it okay if you make more money or the guy makes more money? You know, at the end of the day, men are still very much so men. They still have that hunt mentality. So most mm-hmm. men want to be the breadwinner. Most. Some men don't Mm -hmm. mind, right? So I think that question is probably better um, asked differently, right? Like, is your spouse Mm -hmm. okay, you know, with the fact that Mm -hmm. you will be taking the lead in the relationship? And for me personally, Mm -hmm. I just feel like even though I'm an entrepreneur and I can make my own money and I am making my own money, I would still like a guy who can make money too, right? I mean, yeah, can't be, yeah, definitely. you can't be a couch potato playing video games. <laughs> right. You know, I'm over here like, be so- not all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I think it's about finding that right person. Um, I think also too, aside from the money, there's this huge thing for me about energy matching. Energy mm-hmm. matching in the sense that he's willing or she's willing to put the same amount of energy and effort into the relationship Mm -hmm. that you are as well. It cannot be lopsided, right? right? There's this whole thing with integrity that, that comes into play. And as a female, I always try to be cognizant of turning on and off my feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we step into the door to our significant other as a woman, this is your moment, your safe space, your castle, you're the queen to be feminine and be who you really are. But when you're out there wheeling and dealing and negotiating in a room full of men, you have to turn on that extra I take Mm -hmm. charge mode. But you got to know when to turn it on and off because at the end of the day, you know, your significant other doesn't necessarily want to come home to you bossing him around, 
right? Right. Maybe right. he wants to be the one to to do things for you, and you have to allow him to. And it's not about the money, but it's about the principle behind it and the intention behind it. If that makes sense, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and and I think too being with someone. I think we have to be honest with ourselves too, because, you know, I mean, I wasn't always married. I'm just now going on two years, but I think at some point in all of our lives, we may come to a point where it's like, you know what, I'll just take whatever I can get and just be with whoever so that I'm not alone and whatever that looks like. But it's important to be honest with ourselves and, and have that patience to say, you know, I'm really not into this person or they're not matching my energy or, you know, I'm not really willing to settle in these certain areas. And, and be okay with that single season long enough to meet that person who will allow you to be vulnerable, right. who wants you to come through the door and, and wants to just whisk you off of your feet right. and realizes that, hey, I've had a long day, but so have you. I'm going to give my energy to you tonight. Right. And then, you know, you can reciprocate that at another time. Right. So being honest enough with yourself, don't, you can't get into a relationship. And I know this is not a relationship podcast, but since we're talking, <laughs> you cannot expect to get into a relationship with a man who doesn't do those things already and expect him to do them later. So just being honest enough to be like, hey, I have to just make that sacrifice. I love that word that you said is, is, is am I making the right sacrifices? Yeah. Being honest enough with ourselves to, to sacrifice being lonely for now and, and waiting for to meet that person that when it happens, it's gonna be worthwhile and you won't have to sacrifice your business. You won't have to sacrifice the time and effort and energy that you put into it. You won't have to sacrifice yourself, but it'll be a, a collaboration and you'll be able to build together, even if he's a business owner, right. and, 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 and take it a step Yes, further. absolutely. And, you know, we can kind of compare it to PR work, right? Um, if you mm-hmm, think about mm-hmm. it. Let's say you have a client and you tell this client this is what they need to do over and over again, and they keep making the same mistake. Now, are you going to keep investing your time and energy into that client? The answer is no. Right. So it's the same thing with with dating. If you look at dating as a client, you know, you have to kind of use that kind of lens in order to filter Mm -hmm. out, filter out. You know, and, and it's super important because when you go on dates, it's kind of like you're pitching, right? You're pitching a client. Right. So you kind of have to relate it into, into that sense. And, you know, I think, I know this isn't a love podcast, but one point I want to also make really, really clear is that yeah, when you're out there as an entrepreneur, you have to vet these particular individuals like you are hiring for your business so that's my biggest piece of advice (laughs) no I love it and you're absolutely right because I mean you have too much to lose there's so much at stake you've built this this beautiful empire even if you're just starting out you can't really afford to have someone come in and take you off course or ill-advise you or try to take control or tell you to just put it aside altogether when you have a purpose like all of us were put on this earth for a reason whether that's from a spiritual aspect or from a business aspect or if it's just being a mom or just being a whatever that is you cannot afford to allow someone to jeopardize your purpose Mm -hmm. because of their selfish wants and needs so yeah I completely agree with you vet whoever you're dealing with even friends don't just allow anyone and everyone into your life because you have something so precious something so valuable 
um, and the potential of having a multi-billion dollar company is in your hands. And so allowing any and everybody into that world can be detrimental. So yeah, I completely agree. Oh, yeah, you. 100%. Yeah. So let's talk, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I want to talk about your book, Branding Without a Brand. Um, that's I haven't read it yet, but it's an interesting title. And I think there's a lot of us out there who struggle with branding at times, or maybe we have a brand or we don't yet, and we're trying to figure out what we want to do. Tell us a little bit about what that book is about and um, give us like one of the biggest takeaways from the book. Yeah, think. so the book essentially is what the title says, right? Like, how do you take create a brand mm -hmm. when nobody really knows you? And it takes mm -hmm. honest soul searching. You have to really understand what your mm -hmm. values are and what your passions are. And from there, you are basically projecting a brand that eventually people will consume to become part of their lifestyle. So what does that mean? It sounds a little convoluted. Mm -hmm. So... You know, for example, if we take a look at fashion brand, um, Supreme. Supreme is a lifestyle mm -hmm. now, right? And not only are they a brand, but they're wow. a lifestyle. They started out as a skateboard mm -hmm. brand and people were like, yeah, yeah, okay. But then now people are integrating it into all aspects or a lot of aspects of their lives. I mean, Supreme just did a collab with Oreo Cookie, right? That's kind of... Right. spilling over wow. into life so you know I, I really mm -hmm. do want to encourage people to be honest with yourself and think about what are your values what are your passions and from there figure out how to integrate that into a message and from there how do you become part of someone else's lifestyle wow that's really good now you have worked with some of the biggest names in the world, um, from Nike to Levi's, Reebok, Yamaha, the list goes on and on. Um, not to get you in trouble with your clients, but what are some of your favorite um, industries to work oh, with? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's there's a few there's a few the the one that will always be a huge inspiration for me is of course the diamond industry and it's a fascinating industry because they will make deals with a single handshake i've seen deals made like 50,000 100,000 dollar deals just on a handshake you know so there's something about the integrity and how they operate business from that perspective yeah. that's fascinating and has always been my favorite um, but my most favorite is always working with individuals who have an underdog story, whether it's rags mm. to riches, whether yeah. it's, you know, homeless mm -hmm. to wealth or whatever it is. But I just love, mm -hmm. love the underdog story for some reason. And a lot of our clients that we currently represent at our agency actually all have an underdog story. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Now, speaking of the underdog, um, there are a couple of groups that you work with and organizations um, such as Project yes. Avery, uh, where you're meeting the unique emotional needs of children with a parent yes. who's incarcerated. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think it's so important yes. to give back 
and to get out there in the community. I mean, you know, pre-COVID, but however you can, you know, touching the lives of others, even while being a successful entrepreneur, tell us how you got involved with the group and kind of what it means. Yeah, you. you know, when it comes to giving back and philanthropy, it's a huge part. We can't just be, I'm going to make money, pay my bills, have a cocktail with the girls, and that's mm -hmm. it, right? We have to also give mm -hmm. back because without your community, you didn't have this opportunity to become an entrepreneur, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I personally like to work with a lot of kids and teens mm -hmm. because I feel like when you gift them a perspective, a real life perspective that nobody else has ever taught them, oh, that they yeah. now have the freedom to build whatever life that they want, mm -hmm. you know? And with Project Avery, you know, the thing with, with kids whose parents are incarcerated, they're already dealing with so much. Yeah. And, you know, they already have lost that confidence in what some of us would call normal or that structure of family life. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for them to fall into the same path as their parents did. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to be involved in that because I feel like if somebody just gave these kids a fighting chance wow. that they wouldn't be just another number and name in a system that will eventually ignore them. Wow. So, you know, that's why I like working with kids. I also work with um, Children's Village, which is a group home for kids as well. And um, I also work with Origins, which is a teen entrepreneur organization where I mentor teen entrepreneurs. So yeah, yeah it's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see these kids eyes when they light up. It's so special, like money can't oh, buy man. that. Money cannot buy that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so important. Well, I absolutely love it. Um, before we go, though, I want you to tell the listener how they can connect with you on social media, um, your website and all of that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, the agency's website is the Chi Group, T-H-E-C-H-I-G-R-O-U-P.co. And my personal website is Connie Chi, C-O-N-N-I-E-C-H-I.com. And then if you want to find me, I am on Instagram. Um, my handle is underscore Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E dot C-H-I underscore. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I absolutely love talking to you. And I love the way that you think. <laughs> Your mind is just is beautiful, honestly. Thank you. Um, but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been another episode of Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah Lawless. Thanks to the listener for tuning in. Make sure that you connect with Ch with Connie and the Chi Group. Um, go check her out, y'all, because she has some amazing things going on. Make sure that you get into her two books, Branding Without a Brand and Overachieving AF, which is Overachieving Failure and the Lessons It Teaches Us. Um, you can also look up her TEDx talk titled Lonely AF, which is Lonely About Failure. Make sure that you get connected and just just dive into the world of Connie G. Um, until next time, I will catch y'all in the next episode. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Babe Life Hacks podcast. Remember to leave a comment or review and give this episode a five-star rating. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. And don't forget to share it with a friend because good friends don't let friends not hear good podcasts. Be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Boss Babe Life Hacks. And you can find me on the gram at Farrah Lawless. 
Special thanks to our sponsors and guests for being a part of this movement to inspire women like you. And major thanks to you, the listener, for keeping this podcast alive with your reviews, support, and for always coming back for more. You can further support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Your monthly contribution can be as small as 99 cents per month that will make a big impact on the podcast. Just head over to our anchor page with the link in our Instagram bio and see how you can be a part today. Until next time, this is Farrah Lawless sending you mad love and signing off. You go, girl.